0: so i i personally believe in profit and purpose integration in any organization of course uh, nonprofits can continue not to make profit but in the concept you know in if you're building a social enterprise where you want to marry a social cause with making a profit i think it's critical to build a sustainable uh, business model along with your um you know, uh, social cause that you're going to be advancing. So how does this happen? It's very important first in a social enterprise, the impact or the social cause comes before the profit. So, you know, this should be the cornerstone or at the heart of that social venture.
1: Welcome to the Try to Succeed podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in today, my name is Daniel, the host of the show. This podcast exists to bring you new knowledge, wisdom, and truth in the world of entrepreneurship and self-development. Today's guest is no other than Noha Hefni, an award-winning social entrepreneur, global speaker, and consultant, founder and CEO of People of Impact. And in this episode, we talk about how to create and deliver social impact. What are the ways to build social impact that are sustainable, innovative, and scalable? What are the 17 SDGs' global goals proposed by UN, building on the principle of leaving no one behind? If you are someone who wanted to build a social enterprise and do business for good, not just for the short term, but for the long term, then this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Noha Hefni. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. We have our special guest today, Noha Hefni on the show. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much, Daniel, for hosting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of your podcast and uh, I'm so pleased to be joining you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for the feedback as well. I've been following you on LinkedIn. And actually, we've been connected way back since your corporate role in PepsiCo. And interestingly, you started a new venture called People of Impact during the pandemic. So it it made me intrigued, like, you know, there's a lot of things happening around the world right now, like inequality, inclusion and everything. So it made me realize that there's one person who's like thinking big things rather than like thinking about themselves. And That's why I was like, Noha, can you tell us your story? What does People of Impact mean? What's the story behind it?
0: Thank you for this uh, question and for your interest. And uh, as the name says, People of Impact. So it is about people and it is about impact. And in this case, uh, it's all about social impact. So how it all started and what inspired me is that in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, that was a moment of reflection of transformation so at that time you know I started reflecting on my purpose and where do I want to go what kind of impact do I want to drive in the world so answering all these questions I had to look at you know what's my journey so far what have I achieved Uh, what impact did I deliver and I realized also uh, the uniqueness of my profile and trying to identify that so while doing this process of reflection you know I realized that okay for the past 20 years I've worked in the field of social impact across three different sectors so I've done social impact in the UN working with UNHCR UNESCO and UN Women I've done it in the private sector um, as you mentioned heading social responsibility and communications at PepsiCo and then I've also uh, done it as a social entrepreneur you know building uh with others as well uh co-founders lit and she's arab and i was like wow you know so what do i get out of that uh, great career experiences and so on and i realized that i'm one of these few people who can see and identify the gaps um you know across three different sectors in the ecosystem and one of the biggest problems that i saw throughout my journey is the stagnating innovation in the field of social impact, so for instance, you know uh, there is a lot of bureaucracy in the social sector and third sector. Uh, it takes a very long time to innovate for pro- programs. Uh, NGOs that are really burdened to deal with the challenges in communities, you know, of, of a significant uh, magnitude, you know, are uh, sometimes recycling ideas for programs uh, mm-hmm. because there's no fresh. Uh, thinking. And on the other hand, you have a lot of people, particularly millennials, who are extremely passionate about social impact. They want to contribute, and they don't know how. And you have the social innovators and entrepreneurs like myself, who are, you know, um, they have great knowledge, great expertise, willing to put it to work. And again, uh, they don't always have uh, collaborative networks in order to grow and scale they don't have sometimes uh, the access to decision makers etc and at the same time in the midst of all of this you know there is a, a, a global rising consciousness and solidarity between people they want to make a difference so i decided to create an open social innovation and collaboration platform for social impact that is also coupled with a consulting uh, arm that supports capacity building of different organizations in the field of social impact. So this is how it all came to be.
1: Interesting, interesting. And as I assuming that, you know, you've been, you, you mentioned like 12 years in in this uh, industry. So you you've seen 20. a lot. Oh, 20. <laughs> I <Yeah>. 20. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for correcting me that. So 20 years yeah, uh, in, in this industry. So you've probably seen a lot of like um challenges like big problems in terms of like refugees you know third world problems that people that might not be aware when they're like watching the news because some of the the, some of this might be sensitive right um Mm -hmm. so in your experience like looking in, in the world right now where do you think that gap is where a social impact or a social entrepreneur can come in like can you give us an example
0: oh there are so many uh problems and gaps to address so unfortunately i mean i wish that i wouldn't be saying this but if you look at the sustainable development goals uh, Mm -hmm. adopted by the un in 2015 they are 17 goals to transform humanity and uh, basically any of these 17 goals is a good starting point for any entrepreneur to think and to reflect on where they can add value. And these goals include things like eradicating poverty, Mm -hmm. eliminating hunger, gender equality, addressing education for all, um, climate change, uh, building uh, a peaceful and just, uh, sorry, driving peace and justice and building uh, strong institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, So the range is very uh, broad in terms of challenges. And the beauty of the Sustainable Development Goals framework is that it also, under each goal, has very specific indicators developed by the United Nations and different stakeholders that details how an organization can deliver impact. So, any social entrepreneur can actually, I wouldn't say there is one problem that is more important than the other. I think um, all of them require concerted effort can require uh, contributions from different stakeholders whether private or public sector or nonprofits and civil society or even individuals contributing to making a difference on those goals and uh, this is what I think is the most important thing right now this you know uh, creating those partnerships public and private uh, bringing people together to uh, drive collective action and collective uh, you know uh, co-create collective solutions and this is what inspired actually people of impact to come about
1: interesting and and people if people of impact um like you mentioned there's a consulting arm and there's an open source uh, platform right um, and, and in this open source platform, when you, when you're trying to build this platform, is there a specific, um, you know, problem that you're trying to solve? Like you mentioned, there were like 17, um, framework, uh, from UN, right. Um, I, I remember like one of my guests in the past, like Daniel Flynn, uh, oh, thank you, there were they're they trying to solve, um, you know, ending global poverty. And that's, you know, that is a big problem, but it, it might take a lifetime to solve it. Uh, having this platform, is there like a pre-qualification to, for people to come in or is there like challenges being posted? Like, all right, so in Africa or in Syria or in Lebanon, you know, uh, what are the the problems that we can tackle there? Or what does what, what the process look like, you know?
0: So once the uh, open social innovation and collaboration community is launched and platform, I think it's going to work as follows. You know, organizations in the private, public sector, or um, nonprofit sector or third sector can submit challenges of mm-hmm. interest to them, requiring, you know, uh, people of impact to bring together problem solvers. To actually address these challenges so it depends on every challenge and uh, the outcome can be very different for every single request so you know the outcome could be we want to develop guidelines for example uh, for you know a given uh, process in a workplace it can be around let's uh, we're trying to uh, create a csr or a social responsibility program um and we are looking looking for new ideas we are we want to crowdsource idea from the public or from communities it could also be you know a a social innovator looking to really prototype uh, a social innovation so it really depends on the challenge owner what the challenge will be however you know we are keeping it again in the framework of the 17 sdgs because this is where we'll be able to measure, you know, uh, if we are really meeting certain targets or delivering impact, Uh, because without that framework, you know, we can have a lot of uh, stakeholder consultations, co-create lots of ideas, but are they really contributing to that uh, global goals? the other thing about uh, the platform is that you know uh, we will be engaging i mean i'm very passionate about gender equality and uh, youth leadership and engagement and so you know i really look forward to engaging young people around the world to create actually some of the awareness campaigns that we will be running around the different uh, sdgs and topics and i also look forward to capture the voices of youth and trying to address and solve different challenges um, in terms of uh, gender equality and women empowerment. I think there will be many partnerships with different organizations that I'm already also um, involved with to come in and advance, you know, different topics such as you know increasing representation in leadership, eliminating the invisible barriers that are standing women's way in the workplace or for economic empowerment, um, you know, eliminating stereotyping in advertising and marketing that further reinforce discrimination and negative stereotypes against women, and also uh, probably, you know, mentorship and so on. However, the important thing uh, uh, from, you know, my perspective is that the way that uh, people of impact will uh, build its offerings is exactly the same and very synergetic with the concept of collective collaboration and collective action. So even our partnerships are being created organically with organizations who share our values and our purpose and want to come on board to actually uh, serve you know, a greater cause. So, at the moment in the pipeline, where, you know, which uh, there are a couple of initiatives that uh, we are looking at. One is, uh, you know, creating a global um, award uh, for human values, recognizing mm-hmm. people not on the basis of achievements mm-hmm. in, in business or at work, but more on human values like kindness, courage, generosity. Wow. And we feel that this is very important because from a social impact perspective to truly drive an impact, you need a values driven approach. And so we want to reignite that, you know, recognizing people around that another um, uh, program uh, that we are uh, going to be supporting is achieving equi- equitable health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women and girls in Africa with the Africa Women Health Project International. Yep. This is an organization that is already existing, running programs, but through our platform, we will be an enabler, a catalyst to garner greater support for the programs that they do, providing um, equipment you know, for hospitals and clinics, training healthcare workers, uh, creating uh, community support groups for victims of, Trauma and 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 violence in communities in Africa. So this is also another area that we are looking at and ra- raising awareness for prevention of different disease across mm. different communities. Um, the other uh, uh, program that we are collaborating on uh, has to do with uh, also in one African country, uh, you know, education through sports, getting the youth off the streets and off uh drug abuse uh into a sports program that can enable the building of their skills and you know the list goes on uh in terms of where uh, you know our, where our contribution uh is going to be and currently all of these partnerships are actually ongoing i've already been uh, really supporting along with a, a team of people And once the the platform launches, it will open up a door for these organizations, NGOs, social enterprises to tap into a broader network uh, from around the world to support them as well.
1: Interesting. Thank you so much for for sharing that. I I haven't like been really been so familiar in in this type of like industry, social enterprise. I know that, you know, there's a lot of like misconception about it, like people um, jumping into this, you know, um, social enterprise because they want it to be a part of their PR, they want their company to look good, that they're giving back. But some people are actually like really, you could say intentional in terms of like their CSR efforts. And even some of them, like they don't want to to mention that their company is supporting this type of initiatives because for them it's just like you know it's just if they're like earning millions of dollars or you know billions of dollars it's just like natural for them to give it back because they know that you know if they take care of the next generation of these people they try to solve this bigger problem these people will be again you know uh, a new collective of people that can be a part of humanity that can be part of like the consumerism of, of, of everything. Um, but I'm just really curious as well, so just to clarify uh, as well for, for people who might listen for the past five minutes, so People Impact is a platform where organizations uh, post their like, I know it's, it's still developing, right? So organizations are trying to post their like challenges uh, on the other side, and the other side is people of impact who are trying to Crowdsource an idea or crowdsource a solution towards creating, um, you know, maybe problem. I mean, like solutions for those problems that they posted. Is that what I understand? And you, as a platform, encourages this youth uh, and mentors them to create these solutions. Is is that what is that what I understand or?
0: So people of impact is three things. So on the consulting front, we build capacity of organizations to deliver effective, sustainable and innovative social impact. And we Mm -hmm. do that through a variety of services like strategy design, program design, communications, support on social impact and partnership facilitation. So this is one whole aspect of People of Impact, which is currently running the innovation side of People of Impact consists also of several activities, one of which is the launch of different open social innovation challenges that address specific um, pressing, you know, social challenges around the world Mm -hmm. that are brought to us by different organizations across different sectors. Mm -hmm. We basically promote or do a call on our social media website, inviting anyone, really, uh, who wants to solve this problem to participate in the challenge. So once we have the problem solvers who are interested, we actually launch the challenge and we go through uh, a couple, you know, a methodology that includes design thinking, uh, definitely human centric, And we do sort of consultation that results in co creating solutions for that challenge. Besides this, we also run as people of impact uh, thought leadership events, awareness Mm. campaigns, and this is where uh, we will be engaging youth to co create with us. Mm -hmm. And in addition, you know, we are continuously seeking project collaborations um, whereby we can enhance uh, livelihoods and Uh, advance, you know, uh, the situation and improve the situation in different communities around the world. So this is really what we're doing. We are, um, I would say, I would define us as an enabler, a catalyst and a convener and also a a collaborator on different social impact project, a co-creator of solutions, if you like.
1: I want to take a quick moment to inform you that our free guide on how to start a podcast is now up on our website on the drive to succeed.com forward slash Guide. If you're someone who wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start, what type of equipment do I need to have to record and publish and promote my podcast? What type of format or guest do I need to have on my show? And you don't know where or how to do it, just please go to the website and download the guide and it's absolutely free. Again, the link is the drive to succeed.com forward slash guide. Implement, execute the guide, let me know what you think about it. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Let's get back to the rest of the episode. Yes. And and also I'm just really curious. I mean, what made you like jump in, into this industry? Because you've been doing it for for a long time already. So why why still continue doing this?
0: So um, you know, my passion for social impact started at a very young age. Uh I was living in Ethiopia. Mm. And um As you said, my parents were diplomats, so every morning when I was going to school, I would walk, you know, or drive out of my house with a driver, and outside in the streets, right at my doorstep, were, you know, houses made of metal sheets, kids with no shoes, um, homes that have no electricity, and, you know, really dire Conditions and you know slums. So as a result, this image you know kept uh, in many ways being ingrained in my mind. This is I was thirteen years old at that time, and this is the moment where I realized as a child or a teenager that um, there are inequalities that inequalities exist. And at that time, I really didn't understand you know the the scale or magnitude of the inequalities. And but I knew deep inside of me that there's something i need to do about that about helping those people so i started of course journey by volunteering and it translated into studying international relations and political science participating in a lot of uh, extracurricular activities like model un and then eventually taking that on as a career and um why i'm continuing is a great question (laughs) Uh, I think the answer uh, to me is, is is very clear, and it links to two things. It links to my purpose, and it links to my values. Uh, part of my value values is around impact. Um, and, you know, again, uh, it's, this is very core to me. And it is not only in my values, it's not only about social impact, but it's about impact in general, that in whatever I do in my life, one of my values is to try and deliver impact, is to try and make a difference in whatever I actually do. And the second part, the purpose, I know that my purpose is about um, igniting uh, the passion of people and uh, being an enabler to facilitate for them to become um, catalysts for a better world, better humanity, improving the conditions. And uh, I believe that uh, social impact, you know, does not have to be, uh, you know, if someone wants to deliver social impact, they don't have to create a foundation or go and work for the UN, for example, (laughs) or have a CFR in a company. I think it really social impact and impact starts with each and every one of us knowing, you know, uh, what we can contribute, what are our strengths our talents and how we can give them away how we can give them away in the service of others in our community and by doing that if we each did that if we each lived, you know lived our purpose lived our values i think you will find a lot of great uh positive uh deeds happening uh small and big and you know eventually we can all be a force for social good so that's my hope and this is part of my purpose. So I think I'll always continue being in, <laughs> in the field of social impact.
1: <laughs> interesting, interesting. And and I know I, I probably some of our, our audience today um, who's gonna watch this or gonna listen this are really curious at one thing, right? Um because when it comes to like mm-hmm. social enterprise, social impact, one thing that comes to mind it's charity, right? Um or it's not profit. So there's no money behind it obviously for someone or for even like a bigger problem to be solved, like poverty, it needs huge resources. So how do you generate revenue and what are your like strategies? I mean, are you looking for, you know, companies who will fund, how how do you generate revenue? What's the structure behind like?
0: So I, I personally believe in profit and purpose integration in any organization. Of course, uh, nonprofits can continue not to make profit. But in the concept, you know, if you're building a social enterprise where you want to marry a social cause with making a profit, I think it's critical to build a sustainable uh, business model along with your, um, you know, uh, social cause that you're going to be advancing. So, how does this happen? It's very important first in a social enterprise, the impact. Or the social cause comes before the profit. So, you know, this should be the cornerstone or at the heart of that venture, uh, social venture. So, first, as I mentioned, you know, you can use different frameworks. I would recommend the SDG framework, uh, Sustainable Development Goals. You choose your goal, you actually um, also choose the indicators or metrics that you want to advance in that framework. And based on that, you already know, I'm going to tackle this problem. This is, these are the results or the outcomes that we want to deliver or have an impact on as a venture. And from here, you start doing the traditional building of a venture. So from, from ideation to um, building your business model, uh, having multiple uh, revenue streams to be able to sustain yourself and also uh, key metrics to measure your growth etc so exactly you know uh, a process of entrepreneurship that is that is not social but the, the starting point is the social cause now uh, having that
1: no no I, I mean uh is there a way for you to like because if you're building the structure like entrepreneurship and everything is there a way for you to to measure if the venture is like doing real impact with with the, you know, SDG, yeah. you know, a uh, framework or because obviously the KPIs and everything.
0: Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of ways to do impact measurement. And usually they look at qualitative and quantitative indicators. And it's a process of setting these objectives from the very start of the venture. So knowing where we're headed is very important. And along the way, you know, continuously checking in with communities like similar to a business when you launch a business you validate you know your idea your results and how you refine your product with your customer in this case you know your customer is really the community that you are trying to impact or you know uh, what your 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 product is actually uh, servicing so here again you refine your kpis you refine your indicators qualitative and quantitative and it's important in any social vent venture to look at a number of things when evaluating uh, the effectiveness one is you know what is the sustainability of the project so is it a one-off contribution you know social cause or is this long term and how is it going to drive systemic transformation or change the second is is it innovative because you know again there are so many solutions out there that have been done so many times but we know too well in the social sector that the traditional approaches have not addressed the magnitude of the challenges that the world is confronting. So again, I think one of the measures of success is to look at, is it innovative? Is it disruptive? The third measure is around scalability. So I create a people of impact, let's say in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Can I take it to different countries? Can my model benefit other Regions of the world? Can it be global? You know, this is very important because when trying to deliver social impact, it's very important to try and amplify that impact, replicate the best practices to serve many more communities and uh, countries. Um, so, sustainability, innovation, scalability, uh, and the last one and the most important one is the impact. And here again, you know, uh, are we really delivering a solution that is relevant to the community? A lot of uh, situations I've seen in my career where a lot of money is invested in projects that are actually not needed by the community or or not relevant to their culture. And so this results in a wastage of resources. resources. Very important to um, ensure that the design of projects Or ventures around a social issue involves the participation of the community and that the design is human centric, because if it's not, we risk wasting money on solutions that are not relevant. Um, The other thing that we really um, need to look at in terms of impact is the number of people that we're reaching. But not only that, you know, how is the change that we're creating impacting their lives on a longer term? And this is when when I say sustainable, mm-hmm. it's not only about the venture being sustainable and profitable and uh, and so on, but it's also the sustainability of the impact on the community that we're looking Like
1: at. Their, their life change and everything. Exactly. And, and the community change. So if we're
0: doing education, you know, like, or training, let's say. So you've trained a hundred youth on a certain topic or women or communities on financial inclusion. Mm-hmm. Okay, how are they, that's, that's your first indicator, the number of participants, but that is not enough to say that I'm, you know, sustainable or, or have created a significant impact. What needs to happen is to really follow through the journeys of these participants or graduates and see how they have used this training you know like let's say in the case of financial inclusion has it f- transformed truly their lives has it helped to push pull them out you know of poverty uh if we taught financial literacy are you know to women yeah. for instance in, in in disadvantaged communities have they really used that and now are they now banked are they now you know financially savvy are they using these skills so you cannot measure impact and isolation, uh, or on a short-term basis. You have to measure it on short, medium, and long term, and try to uh, uh, evaluate. You know whether you have reached what we call, as practitioners, the theory of change that you put for your in the beginning.
1: Interesting, interesting. I- I'm sure there's a lot of like people, you can say, like pumping money on on these initiatives, and I'm just really curious as well. Obviously, you know, there's also like a big question mark in people like not investing, like um, supporting these causes. Like it's one way to launder their money. You know, if there's someone who's like huge resources, probably... I don't know. This happens. I don't want to like go on conspiracy theory, but this happens in countries that they have like a big chunk of resources. That's why the country is poor. Is is there a way for you to qualify people pumping resources on an initiative, or is there? I'm just really curious.
0: No, I mean honestly, it's not my area of expertise. Uh, the screening of donors, uh, but there are people actually in the sector who are experts in this domain. But I would say, you know. Uh, doing due diligence around NGOs and donors or investors, as you said, or philanthropists who want to fund projects is very important. And usually, what do we look at in a due diligence process? Uh, Number one, we look at the reputation of that company or individual. So, you know, sometimes through a desktop research, and I know that in some organizations, they would go to lengths to actually invest money in hiring professional companies to actually investigate that to avoid any risks um, but in, in general if it was you know uh, an, if it's a social enterprise let's say you know just doing the desktop research looking at re, you know their reputation online the topics that they talk about their affiliations partners Uh, Looking if the activities of the company contradict with any international conventions that govern human rights, that govern harmful practices to the environment and others. So all of these things and doing that before entering or venturing into accepting funding or entering into any partnership actually is very important um the other thing for the social enterprises themselves i think uh, it has nothing to do with funding because they are the ones seeking the funding but it's very important to have a very clear um transparent uh reporting and disclosure mechanism so despite the fact that we are let's say uh, if, like if a, if a social venture is a for-profit yeah it's very important to show uh, the the outside world, you know, as you said earlier, how are you not using impact for profit? Because in a social enterprise, the impact has to be first. So, reporting on your metrics uh, and the progress of your venture is very important. Making the public disclosure on how you use your funds and how you know to actually put the impact up front is important. Uh, disclosure around your employees they are, what do they stand for, um, you know, your investors, yes. actually, as you <laughs> said, all of these things, transparency, public disclosure in the social and third sector is very important. And the more transparent you are, the more trusted and more credibility you can, uh, you can gain. Um, on the funding piece, it's very complicated. And I would say it's across sectors, not just in the social impact uh, sector that these risks exist but a good start point would be due diligence to examine reputation and any sort of human rights violation or uh, international global standard violation and um, if companies are doing this or individuals or investors are doing this with transparency Mm -hmm. you will find it uh, online that they are yeah.
1: Thank you so much for for clarifying that um, issues. Like I mentioned, I was so curious about this topic, and I know there might be people who might be interested to jump in as well in, in this kind of venture, but they don't know how to start it, or they don't know that, like the in and outs. Like maybe they're they're running a business, but they want to try something like you know can be a business for good or something like that. And also before we end uh, this podcast as well, you mentioned about the youth is there uh, a part of mentorship in people of impact, like some sort of like uh, accelerating or like accelerator or something like that, or like a mentoring platform for youth, for them to develop their ideas into products or into profitable services?
0: So I I, I am collaborating with an innovation uh, organization in Africa on a grassroots Uh, social innovation acceleration program, Mm -hmm. uh, targeting the youth in uh, disadvantaged communities. Mm -hmm. So we have decided to uh, really focus on um, not just Africa, but grassroots uh, innovators, because they have the least support. They lack access to network funding, knowledge, and capacity building. So we are uh, building this program right now, and it will be rolled out in the future as part of People of Impact. Um, in terms of the youth, uh, there isn't a mentorship program for youth uh, specifically, however, um, again, uh, um, uh, you know, by being part of the community and tapping into the network of experts, academics, uh, social impact practitioners, uh, people who are posting opportunities for volunteering mm. or uh, mentorship, they want to mentor others. So by being part of that community, creating a profile there and interacting with that community, you know, I'm sure that many of the youth can uh, grow their network, can learn from others. And um, also uh, taking part in uh, awareness workshops, in panel discussions, that's very important. Um, Personally, as well, uh, I always say it in different uh, uh, discussions that uh, I'm more than happy uh, to be contacted by any young people interested in social impact careers or social impact learning about social impact. Uh, I'd be very happy to talk to them. They can reach me on my LinkedIn Mm -hmm. anytime. And uh, as people of impact, we will be offering uh, internships also for, uh, mainly for youth as a, you know, um, to, to take part in, in ideating and designing different activities as part of our platform. So looking forward to that.
1: Interesting, interesting. And where can people find you? Um, I, I know you already have like a link. Is the website up? When are you planning to launch? any you know uh, work and like a direct people who might be interested to you know participate or contribute into your um, platform
0: absolutely so our website is uh, launching uh, in the coming two weeks actually mm-hmm. so that's <laughs> a very interesting question coming in right on time and uh, meanwhile i mean uh you know, again, very accessible on LinkedIn. Uh, you, you can reach us at info at the people And uh, in a few uh, weeks when the website launches, uh, also we will be launching all our social media. So mm-hmm. all the project collaborations or engagement activities that people can engage on will be posted on that page, including our event. And hopefully uh, at a later stage, open social innovation challenges that people can participate.
1: Awesome, awesome. So before my last and final question, I just want to acknowledge you, Noha, for sharing your journey, opening up and what is happening on, on a global scale in terms of you know solving bigger problems and for someone like you who's been, you know, a veteran, I could say, in in the industry, still continuing the practice and generating awareness on these bigger um, topics that needs to be solved, uh, for that I am thankful, and I am also thankful, like, personally to be educated by by this podcast as well. Um, My last and final question to you is, if everything is stripped away from you, so let's say in the span of, Three to five years, uh, people impact had been bigger. Uh, for some unknown, you know, circumstances, everything is stripped away from you, and you need to start all over again. What would be your main drive to succeed?
0: My purpose, continuing to drive my purpose, because again, you know, life, uh, the you know, the trajectory of life has a lot of ups and downs. And there are many points in your journey where it could be a downtime and the only motivation for you is really your vision, your purpose, where you want to go. And so long as you can build that clarity around this, I think it keeps you going. Uh, What I would really dream of doing is, you know, basically uh, building, um, you know, uh, building in a much more... Uh, enhanced technology to enable this you know to enable social innovations to thrive and also attracting uh, funding from different uh, sources to enable uh, social innovators particularly those at the grassroots level like in africa or asia who are truly transforming communities with the least amount of resources and i think that would be something I aspire to, to touch during my lifetime, um, convening those who can support the funding of grassroots social innovations.
1: Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Noha, for your time. And I'm going to post in the links as well for the website once it's up and, you know, um, tell my network about this podcast episode and definitely um, be happy to support in future collaborations or any type of, you know, um, help from my side. Would be happy to contribute as well. Any words before we end uh, this podcast?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just want to close by saying that uh, each and every one of us is a change maker and is a game changer and is an impact co-creator and creator. So, you know, um, no act is is small. You know, even if you make a difference in one life, that is significant already. Even if you just do one act of kindness in your community, in your home, um, you know, this is significant. And I want people to recognize that and uh, to come, you know, more from a place of values, from a place of love in every action, trying to influence and create value for others uh, around you every day. And this is truly driving also impact and, um, you know, living in your values, living in your purpose. And the other thing I want to say is that the time is now for collective collaboration, collective action and uh, sharing. There is a rising consciousness around the world. There is this spirit of unity and solidarity, which I really hope that we can um, continue to leverage and, and, and create a momentum around in order to truly tackle the big challenges that the world is facing. Because the numbers are in the millions and billions in terms of poverty, hunger and all of that. And it will not be solved by one actor alone it requires cooperation and collaboration by all including each and every one of us so i look forward to hearing you know stories of impact uh, as well once uh, once we launch our network i'd love to hear from people who are listening to us how they are driving impact in their life
1: awesome so if you heard this right on on this podcast if you are someone who would love to you know um, act on social awareness on issues bigger than just yourself at home or in your office, you want to solve bigger problems and you have a passion to like a heart to help, you know, the, the communities in Africa and Asia were underprivileged, then please uh, visit Noha and you know, just message her on LinkedIn and, on also on the website and you know tell her you know how you can help and probably she can direct you on, on the right platform or right challenge that might be aligned with your passion, with your purpose as well. Once again, Noha, thank you so much for your time and until next time.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Daniel and I wish you all the best uh with your journey as well very inspirational thank you
1: thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on apple Podcasts and share this with your friends with your family and loved ones it would really mean the world to me because every post Every share, every stories that you create with the drive to succeed really helps expanding its reach even further. And only then we can multiply our impact. The people who are listening, the people who are writing their notes, the people who are learning from this podcast will definitely change their life one episode at a time. So wherever part of the world you are in today, thank you again so much for listening. Stay safe and God bless.